It's like really good strings. Ooh, guitar. Yeah. It's like such a powerful 6-8. It is. And it's crazy because like Glenn Fry, amazing voice. Don Henley, probably the best, I like for my money, best vocalist, rock music history. Neither of them is the lead singer of this song. You're right. This is Randy Meisner, the right. bass player. Yeah. Crushing it. I have this theory that Prince heard this song and tried to write it on every album for the rest of his career. (laughs) (laughs) These harmonies right here. It's like kind of like we were talking about with the the Beach Boys. Like these guys are clearly good at singing together. Together, that yeah. blend is like so powerful. Yeah. It's just the Eagles, baby. <laughs> so also love a chorus that's only like eight bars long. say but the eagles sound like their instrument sounds just sound like they're all at the perfect volume and the perfect reverb the perfect sustain right like the piano it's like by itself doesn't sound like incredible i can't be like why is this piano so good but when it hits that little thing after it takes it's a limit it's like perfect like any louder you'd be like that's a piano you like that guitar guitar. yeah Sounds like a 12 string, maybe. It is, it is. Yeah. It's going to talk about 12 string guitar. Also, the drummer is the is the lead singer of the Eagles, Don yeah. Henley. What a great drummer. He does not overplay this song. No. He hits the drums hard, but they're never loud. Oh, man. I think I've listened to this song like at least once a month for my entire life. <laughs> I used to always think uh, my dad's Eagles album covers were so epic and metal looking. They are metal. <laughs> They're like skulls and like wings, and then this shit would come out. <laughs> Deceptive cadence here. Ooh, that yeah. nice call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deceptive cadence. Yeah. That's such a, a great move. It's like, and it just never ends. Now that's like one of my favorite things about this song. Because how could you end a song called "Take It to the Limit"? It's got to be a fade. And we got to get these high vocals that come up. <laughs> All right, Randy. You picture Randy from South Park saying this. Absolutely, song? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it to the limit. Best character, man. <laughs> Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which we explore songs we like, research what they mean, how they're recorded, why they were written, why we like them, and why you should listen to this. Today we're talking about one of my favorite all-time tracks. I said it when we were listening to it. I think I've listened to it at least once a, once a month my whole life. I don't know why this piece of music is just so perfect for me. Yeah. But it's the song Take It to the Limit by the Eagles. I think I just like the idea... Like, I like being chill, like this song, but I also like the idea of taking it to the limit. 
Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Originally released on November 15th, 1975, this is one of the biggest hits for a group who essentially were a hit machine. Written by Don Henley, Glenn Fry, and Randy Meisner. Take It to the Limit was produced by Bill Simzik. Hmm. I cannot pronounce that name. You is know, it, like, is it like some like Eastern European? Yeah, yeah. It looks, yeah. probably looks Polish. Yeah. It's like S Y M C Z Y K. Yeah. When Y is your only vowels, it's like I thought that was only sometimes. Yeah, that, I cannot <laughs> pronounce that name. Meisner, the bass player, sang lead vocals on the track, and his distinct falsetto shines bright on the outro. This was one of the most popular tunes during Eagles' performances, and Meisner's reluctance to perform it every single night led to a huge fight that actually broke up the Eagles. That's crazy. Well, screw you guys. I'm going home. But Carmen, we're trying to... No, screw you guys. Home. That's how good this vocal take is. Right. Of the, bu- of the beautiful lyrics, Meisner said, the line, quote, quote, the line, take it to the limit, was keep trying before you reach a point in your life where you feel you've done everything and seen everything, sort of feeling, you know, part of getting old, and just to take it to the limit one more time. Like every day, you know, you just keep punching away at it. That was the line, and from there, the song took a different course. Mm. I think it's cool that, like, the song is about written about taking it to the limit and just, like, getting older and maybe not being able to do what you used to do. And then he had that aversion to singing it live because he wasn't sure that he could hit the notes Mm. every time. So it's almost like the song is perfect it's yeah it was written about what it's about yeah it's one of those like just like <laughs> it's meant to be like you can't make it yeah. up like for the record though it's like i think it is important to like when you're playing huge arenas and shit to like perform songs like as as well as you can like i don't know yeah. why they couldn't have just taken the key down or something my goodness what an idea why didn't i think of that that would have been a, a fantastic idea yeah. i don't know why no one <laughs> Like, let's just play it down a half step. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, that's what you do. It's like, you know, I've, I've like recorded and done shows with like a lot of older singers. And like, you know, not every, not all of them can sing the same way that they sang in the studio when they were 20 years old. Exactly. When they're 60. So you just have to get a little more creative with like keys and stuff. But I, I wonder why they never arrived at that. To me, that would have been a great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> This is why I should have been in the fucking Eagles. Right. Like, come on. <laughs> so there's a distinct 12-string guitar on the song, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Like, what can you tell me about recording a 12-string that doesn't sound so 12-stringy? Yeah, it's hard. It's Man, a 12-string guitar, it sounds so much like what it is, which is, you know, a, guitars normally have six strings. Yeah. And, you know, with a 12-string guitar, each string is paired with another string that is an octave above it. Yeah, yeah, So it just makes it sound... You would think that it would make it sound, like, thicker. But it But doesn't. it's weird because it almost makes it sound thinner. It makes what, it thinner, Is brighter. that because our ear, like, captures onto the higher octave, maybe? I think maybe? so, maybe, yeah. Or, like, it's, like, the combination of, like, the harmonics being built up. But it's, yeah, like, 12-string guitars are bright, you know? And yeah. It's, it's strange. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you think about it, there's more. There's going to be more higher strings than lower strings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because it goes higher anyway. And then yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe they should make twelve string guitars where the the bass notes, the E A D G, all the higher low. ones, and then this lower on the high oh, ones. Oh, yeah, that'd be so interesting. So it kind of goes flip. I wonder oh. why they don't do that. Damn, I got I got ideas in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really interesting. <laughs> I wanted to ask like about this song. To me, it seems it's really distinct. Like there's a really distinct lead, then there's harmonies, there's the lead vocal, and then there's that lead guitar part. But everything else is just rhythm as fuck. Yeah. And it, it has such a sure sounding rhythm section, but it does not sound that thick and it doesn't sound that aggressive. 
Like, how do you get that many instruments to just be chill together? One of the things that I've always thought about when listening to the Eagles is how wide their songs are. Right. They are wide. Like, you know, you can normally pan stuff, you know, left and right, but it just seems like they go further than like it the than like the yeah. parameters can go. It's just so I just can't describe it. It just yeah. is so wide and well, there's so much space. I, it kind of feels like that was the Eagles' whole vibe. It's like they were trying to be like a, a rock and roll band or a country band at different times in their career. Right. But they wanted, I felt like they wanted to encapsulate like the vastness of America. Like Don Henley's from Texas. Right. Glenn Fry from Detroit, I think. You should, have you ever seen that a documentary now that makes fun of the Eagles? No, no. It's a, Fred Armisen and Bill, Bill Hader. They have oh, a band called amazing. The the Blue Jean Committee. And all their songs are Catalina Breeze. <laughs> Catalina. <laughs> it's pretty good. We, we should check that out. But I feel like they wanted to reflect like just like how big the fucking country is. Yeah. And, that, and like, honestly, like part of why I like the song and a lot of songs by the Eagles is I, if I close my eyes, I feel like I'm listening to them in like a national park. Right. Yeah. Like I, when I hear this one, I feel like I'm at like Badlands National Park right, in like South right. Dakota. I'm like, yeah, climbing up this mountain, taking right. it to the fucking limit, bro. <laughs> Drinking two monster energy drinks. Right. <laughs> what was the when was the last time you had an energy drink? Uh, sometimes I'll take a sip of a Red Bull. Oh, nice. That's right. I forgot. Tati will drink them a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like but like a monster. Yeah. Oh man, Probably years. Like high school. Yeah, I years. I used to do. It's so funny. Like I haven't thought about this. I used to to uh, do monster with Appleton rum in college, oh. and that that shit would get you wild. I was yeah. really into the Eagles then too, though. <laughs> <laughs> just like being like wake like awake at like 3 30 a.m like my eye twitching listening to this song being like man damn the bass player's getting it <laughs> i can fucking sing <laughs> how do you like record all those vocalists and pan it out that big but like the lead still remains in control yeah it's interesting like how how you could choose to like record this group it's like they're obviously singing together on certain parts yeah but it's like they don't necessarily have to be mic'd up as if they're a choir. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like each person could still have their own microphone and they're still like singing together, but just mic'd separately. Or they could be singing like in a choir fashion where like all three or four of them are lined up singing into one or two microphones and stacking that. And that's the production decision you have to make is like if you do it the individual way, yes, you'll have more control individually yeah. of the blends. And so you'll be able to do more on the post side of things. But if you do it more as a choir, you're going to get more of like a togetherness sound. Like yeah. when we were talking about like chorusing mm-hmm. and like why choirs sound so big and huge, it's like the effect of three people singing together is bigger than through one microphone being put together. Yeah. It's it's pretty interesting to think about cuz like I bet the Eagles did it all together. I that's what it, that's what it sounds like to me. Cuz like the you know, we we have like so many years of videos of them singing Doing like perfectly that. together. Yeah. And I was going to ask you like, this is a big fucking question, but we're taking it to the limit on this episode yep. of the podcast. What is a, bl- like we, when we talk about groups like the Eagles or the Temptations or, you know, the Beach Boys. Boys to Men. We, Boys to Men, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We talk about the vocal blend. Yeah. Now, what the hell does that mean? Like, why are two people better at singing together than another two people? It's, man, it's like. Even it's, if independently they're better. Yeah. No, this this is why sometimes super teams in basketball don't work out. Oh, nice! <laughs> like, why couldn't the Clippers get it done? Yeah, they yeah. had all they had great players, 
but they just couldn't play well together. They couldn't win the game. That's so funny. Now I'm just like, oh, they need fucking, they need a Randy Meisner. They needed not, a coach. Not, yeah. <laughs> That's what they needed. Maybe their coach needed just Y vowels in their name. Right. Did you figure this out? But the Eagles sound so good singing together. Yeah. But like, there are groups, I'm sure, where it's like, I guess like there is just like an intangible magic to things like music or teamwork that like we're, we're not smart enough to put into words, but we can recognize. Yeah. Like, cause it's people have recognized and they've voted on this with their money yeah. that the Eagles can sing well together. Yeah. But, like, it's hard to put it into words, and I, I'm really struggling. I want to. I want to be able to, like, communicate why I think they're the best harmony group in, like, modern music. They intimately know how yeah. the other – or I guess the better way to describe it is, like, it's like a Navy SEAL team. Like, you, like they don't even have to communicate to do a, a task or a job. Yeah. They are so intimately aware of what their counterparts are going to do. And it's the same thing with these groups that can sing this well. Yeah. Is they don't, they just know that this person's going to sing it, this person, and I'm going to be here. And if we all do our job, like they just know each other so they well. They have like a more spiritual knowing than like exactly. an intellectual knowing, which exactly. is so weird because like I don't know how you learn. It's time. That it's just time. like putting in the work, time. which the Eagles definitely did. I mean, they were a huge band touring a lot. For like what, thirty years? Yeah, yeah. Well, they broke up after because the because song. Because the song, yeah. And then and then they uh, did a couple more records. Then they took another break, and then they said they would get back together when hell freezes over. And then and it kind of did. Well, they got back together, and the tour was called "When Hell Freezes Over." Oh. They fucking got them that way. <laughs> Thanks so much, y'all, for listening to this podcast. Please spread the word about this podcast in real life. Tell your friends. Tell your parents. Let everyone know you want to soar like the vocal harmonies of the Eagles when it comes to your musical knowledge. We also have a playlist on Spotify with all the songs and episodes from season one and two. Let us know how we're doing and what songs you want us to do episodes about. Thanks so much for listening to this. <laughs> <laughs>